Radio MD. It's time to Ask Dr. Mike. Do you have a question about your health? Dr. Mike can answer your questions. Just email Smith at RadioMD.com or call now, 877-711-5211. The lines are open. So for this next question, I'm combining two questions. They were similar. Basically, it's about riding a bike. This is for men, my guy listeners. If I ride my bike, is that going to make my enlarged prostate worse? The other question was basically, does riding a bike make prostate health worse? So that, that, so basically, this is about bike riding in a man's prostate. I, you know, And it's been debated. It goes back and forth. Some experts will tell you, no, there's no problems. Uh, there, you know, I, I think I think right now the consensus is this: that if you if the prostate is normal size, there's no issues. Riding a bike does not affect it. But if you have prostatitis, if you have an enlarged prostate, well, then you might, you know, exacerbate the problem, cause some more symptoms or something. So I think that's kind of the consensus. Um, and and I and I think I mean there's I'm going to review some new stuff with you real quick here, but I think. Um, it's still kind of what I, I I go by, what I the suggestion I make to people. But um, so there so were there there was a couple different new studies here. Um, actually, I think this is the same study, but a new study fuels. I'm reading this on a website called healthday.com. It's uh it's more of a cancer I think uh, health site. It's pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of health websites out there. So when I find a good one, I like to let my listeners know. It seems to be pretty good. I the information I read is is well referenced. Um, of course, you know I like Life Extension too, but this is a good one. Radio MD, obviously. <laughs> so, anyways, healthday.com. A new study fuels the ongoing debate over the health risks of bicycle riding for men. Researchers found that cyclists who bike more may face a higher risk of prostate cancer, but not a greater chance of infertility or erectile dysfunction. That's not much of a trade-off, is it? <laughs> Ride your bike, and yeah, you won't. Yeah, you, you, you know, you're, you're you you won't get ED. You know, you you won't be infertile, but you might get prostate cancer. So it's not. I don't know if it's much of a a trade-off there. Um, the findings aren't definitive, of course, and they conflict with previous research on impotence and infertility. Other experts pointed to the study's weaknesses, and I don't know, they, they go on and on there. But basically in this study, researchers surveyed more than 5,000 male cyclists for, from 2012 to 2013. 8% of the men reported erectile dysfunction problems. So remember, they're, they're surveying. These are all consistent. At least you know, it's a survey, right? Surveys have you know, some some problems, right? We can't always trust what people are saying. That's fine. They have an inherent problem. That's good. So we, we accept that. Knowing that, right, you know, we I'm just going to report what they found. So, again, they're, they're, they're surveying men who claimed they were consistent uh, bicycle riders for, I think it was over four, four to five, five days a week, multiple miles. Okay, so there you go. So out of the 5,000, um, 8% of the men reported erectile dysfunction, although they weren't more common in men who biked more. So just so just biking more didn't make erectile dysfunction. So once you just start becoming a biker, whether it's four times a week, five times, there's an 8% um, uh, prevalence of erectile dysfunction. The researchers didn't find any link between more cycling and more cases of infertility, which only 1% of the men reported. 
So 8% ED, 1% infertility, and with both of those symptoms, um, or both of those conditions, I should say, biking more didn't change it. Now, as for prostate cancer, just under 1% of the men overall reported being diagnosed with it. Those who biked the most, more than 8.5 hours a week, so they, they're they actually not even heavy bikers here, were much more likely to have prostate cancer than the other men, although the study doesn't prove there's an actual connection between the two. Of the 498 men who biked the most, 17 said they had prostate cancer. That's 3.5%. Of those who biked the least, 3 out of 511, that's 0.5%, said they had prostate cancer. All right, so biking more, at least according to this survey-limited study, may increase risk of prostate cancer. So that's the. So back to the basic question, can I ride my bike if I have an enlarged prostate? Probably yes, but be careful. Don't go crazy on it. You know, a couple hours a day, probably fine. Um, if you're one of these ultra cyclists, you know, maybe not. You, you might actually make things a little bit worse. If your prostate's normal, no elevation in PSA, the size is normal, uh, there's no prostatitis, stuff like that. Um, you don't have ED. You're not infertile. You're probably just fine. So I, that's my opinion. I, I don't think necessarily that that bicycling increases the risk for prostate issues. I do think that if you already have established prostate issues, it can exacerbate problems. And we just need to tease that out a little bit better. You know, I just thought of another example of this, right? A lot of times we think, um, because the research is not complete, so here's a perfect example. We, we, we have been taught over and over again that salt is bad for blood pressure. Well, you've heard that, right? Limit your salt for blood pressure. Well, you know, that's not really true. I know, I, some cardiologists probably just went, Ugh. well, no, it's not. If you have healthy kidneys and you eat some salt, they deal with it. There's no, I mean, you, there might be a slight little bump, but it's very transient and it's done because salt increases blood volume and that does increase pressure a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, it doesn't really do anything if you have healthy kidneys. However, if you do have high blood pressure, right, um, if what we call essential hypertension, which we don't, we can't really find the cause. You just have high blood pressure and you increase salt intake. It can make it worse. It's the same thing here with prostate issues and cycling. The salt in and of itself is not causing the hypertension, but it can exacerbate it. Same thing here. Cycling doesn't cause prostate issues, but it can exacerbate. At least that's where I'm, that's what I think. Okay. Next question. This one is about spirulina. Is human, I'm sorry, not human, is Hawaiian <laughs> spirulina uh, the best source? And is it better than Chlorella. I gotta be honest. I mean, I I don't keep up with the spirulina, chlorella um, supplements as much as some of our um, herbalists that we here have here at Life Extension. So I usually ask them. So I went to one of our herbalists here at Life Extension and asked them this. And so uh, the answer was, yeah, Hawaiian spirulina does seem to be some of the best sourced spirulina. Um, uh, and then and then to answer, but that's all I that's all I got. Hawaiian does seem to be really good. Okay. Uh, but And then what's better, spirulina or chlorella? When I asked the herbalist this, um, here's what she had to say. The spirulina is a blue-green algae. It doesn't have a cell wall, um, but it has more of a complete protein. 
So it's a it's a better complete protein source, but it won't because it's lacking a cell wall. It won't detoxify against metals as well. Chlorella, which is more like a plant, I think technically it's still labeled as an algae, but it has a cell wall. So it's more towards the plant kingdom than it is algae. But because it has the cell wall, it's better for things like heavy metals. So it kind of depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to detoxify, if you're trying to um, get rid of metals and stuff, chlorella, because of the cell wall, might be better. However, if you're looking just for a bit more like complete food source type thing that you want to add, you know, get some protein in a, in a shake or something, well, then you might want to do the spirulina and apparently Hawaiian spirulina. I've tried spirulina once um, many, many years ago when I was working, first started working at Life Extension. I kind of wanted to try as much stuff as I could, taste how do things taste, some of the drops and liquids, and I did a, um, it wasn't even in a shake, it was just water, some spirulina. Um, we had to sweeten it a little bit, I think, with D-ribose, which is a nice natural way, and I did, did not like it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, but... People love it. It's great. It is, spirulina is a nice protein source, but for heavy metal, metals, the chlorella would be better. All right. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. <laughs>